I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hello, my little blueberry pancakes. How has your week been? My week has been pretty good. We went to the Helen, Georgia area for my birthday, got a cabin there, um, hung out, went to this really creepy baby doll uh, store. You might have heard of it. It's called Babyland. It's where the Cabbage Patch dolls are supposed to have been born at. Um, and they just have baby heads and <laughs> cabbages. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, and when I explained it to my daughter before we went, she's like, why are you bringing me here? This is horrible sounding. But we went and the way they had it set up, um, it was just like a big fun place to play. So she picked out a little fox and this other little baby doll that was actually super cheap because um, everything there was really expensive. So except the things that we bought. So I am ex excited about her inexpensive taste. If she had expensive taste, it'd be too bad for her because <laughs> uh, our top pockets aren't that deep. But uh, anyways, we had a good time and um, I wanted to talk to you guys this week about... Um, Mount Sinai in the book of Exodus. I think a lot of times people avoid reading the Old Testament when they do read the Bible because they feel like it doesn't apply to them. A lot of it is just kind of dry and very detail-oriented to things that you're like, what is the point of this and can we get on with the story? But there's a purpose and a reason why it is included in the Bible. And, um, and then obviously, you know, we do teach about the Ten Commandments. That's a well-known story. I think what is so interesting is that no matter how many times you read the Bible, you'll go back and read it again and you're like, wow, don't even remember reading this or how did I miss those details? Like that seemed pretty important. So as I was reading um, my daily readings and I'm in Exodus right now, I remember knowing that uh, Moses went up to Mount Sinai and, you know, God told him the Ten Commandments and... He went down and saw that they were worshiping this false idol, and he's like, what the heck, guys? And then had to go back up to the mount and ask forgiveness for the people and had to get the Ten Commandments again because he broke them. So I'm like, you know, he went up there twice. Like, that's how that went. And I think that's how we teach it to our kids. But actually, he went up there at least seven times, went up to Mount Sinai at least seven times. So I think as I was reading through that, I was like, what? how did I think he only went up there twice? And I've read the book of Exodus like many times. So I don't even know. I feel like a terrible student. I don't even remember any of that. Um, so if you start in chapter 19, uh, God, he's telling, look, look, I'm flipping my real Bible pages here. Um, in chapter 19 in verses 3 and starting in 3 and then going down to uh, 4 and 5. It says, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him, put of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. So God's calling them into a special covenant with it, with him and, you know, saying, hey, like, if you're going to be my people, let's have this covenant. I'll be your God. 
and you'll be a special people to me. And uh, so the people were like, yeah, cool. We're going to obey you. That sounds like a good deal. Let's do this thing. And so Moses went. Moses helped sanctify the people, you know, wash their clothes, let them know kind of the rules, uh, like not go past a certain point, you know, don't be with your wives in that way. And on the third day, um, it came to pass. So now I'm reading verse 16. On the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mountain and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And the mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord ascended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof as ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. So you have this awesome thing happening where God and his people um, are coming together and they're getting to experience some of God and it's loud and scary and um, they're really realizing how big God is. I mean, never mind that they just saw all these works and um, miracles and plagues and things that happened through Egypt and as they've been going through the wilderness, but now they're really seeing, um, I guess, kind of by nature, big God is, how awesome he is. So, Moses goes up there and he orally gets the Ten Commandments from the Lord. Um, And, oh man, I think what's interesting is if you go back, so now we're in in chapter 20. And so if you go to verses 18 through 21, this really hit me in in my heart, in my guts, right? It says, and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Oh, I think it is so interesting. You see that God, he wants to meet with his people. He wants them to be his people. He wants to be their God. He wants to have that closeness with them and and to show, you know, that they're special to him. And they're like, no, you're too scary. No, thanks. We don't want We don't want to deal with it. This is too much. We're too afraid. We can't do it. So it says in verse 18 and then again in 21, um, where it says they removed instead of far off. So God had called them to meet with him in the mountain. And they're like, ah, uh, no. So they walked away. They chose to leave. Uh, they chose to not meet with him. And, you know, Moses is telling them like, hey, listen, God is testing you. Like he wants you to understand, you know, how mighty and powerful he is so that you'll fear him and you won't sin. But, you know, you're his people. You're his special people. We're having this covenant together. Um, but you need to understand who God is, who you're entering in, in this covenant with so that you won't sin. And they're like, yeah, no, we're good. And they confirm their decision to go and stand afar off. Uh, they did not answer the call, right? <laughs> and, um, and man, I don't know about y'all. Like, I feel like we are this way today, especially in this church age. Not everybody, but many of us, because we're fearing things that have no eternal value. We're fearing things that are not of God. 
instead of fearing God and sinning not and fearing God and doing um, his will, which is facing these earthly fears that we shouldn't even be afraid of, to do his will, we've got it backwards. We're fearing the things that, um, that the enemy wants to distract us with. And so, you know, we're going to fear what other people think of us. We're going to fear of losing time of how maybe we want to spend it. Uh, we're going to be fearful of, you know, maybe being persecuted or shamed, um, especially I think in this political climate of America right now, uh, just if you have any differing opinions than what um, the culture has right now, you're labeled as a bigot or, you know, as a, a domestic terrorist or whatever you want to say nowadays, um, if you're just speaking truth about what the Bible says. And I think, you know, that can be scary. Obviously, we're not facing the same persecution as other countries, but um, we definitely have some carnal fears that we that we end up bowing down to and so then we stand afar off from the one that we should be fearing and we end up caving into just what our our flesh fears and we make that confirmation by our actions and so when we go back to chapter 20 and he's saying Moses is saying like hey you know fear not God's come to test you so that um, his fear may be before your faces, like so you'll remember how mighty he is, and that and that you won't sin. You remember who should be on the throne, right? And it would have been good if they didn't go stand afar off, right? Because later they went and made a calf, and you know got naked or something, and was having crazy time down there worshiping a false image, and totally already breaking the covenant that they just made with the Lord. So maybe if they stayed there like God had said because he knew that was what was best for them and remembered how mighty God was that would motivate them to do the right thing. And then you see Moses's response in verse 21 where it says, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. So it wasn't like God was sitting in a, you know, field of beautiful flowers and a blanket with a picnic basket and, you know, had some soft harp music playing and probably look really inviting you know like oh yeah cool I'm not scared this looks like a good time this looks maybe I don't know maybe some of y'all do not think that's a good time but you know this looks safe this looks nice um and so you would be having no problem going over there but a lot of times if you look throughout the bible how God appears to people or angels or whatever people are afraid because he is mighty and he he does deserve reverence and so these nice fluffy um marshmallow God pictures we see sometimes, even though he is our father and he is kind and merciful and good, he's still God. He's still mighty. He's the creator of all this stuff. I mean, he's got some power going on. He's got all the power, right? And so if if he's got this thick darkness on the mount, you know, where Moses draws near to, because why? Because God, because Moses is like, oh, you know, I like being scared. (laughs) I like darkness. I like you know, the loud lightning and thunder. And, um, you know, I live on the edge. This sounds like a good idea. Like, is that why Moses went there? He went through that, that fear to draw near to God. 
And so in our human response, what we always want to do is just to be safe. Oh gosh, I'm so sick of that word. Can we just say that? I'm so sick of that word these past two years or however long it's been um, where it's just like, I hope everybody's safe. Let's do this so we can be safe. Do your part so we can be safe. It's, shut up already. Can I, that's probably, shouldn't have said that. Maybe that's too strong. But like, honestly, you guys make choices that draw you near to God. Make choices so you're living your life for God. Far too often what we're doing is we're making choices that keeps keep us happy and safe and uh, with like free from hardship. And so that does nothing to draw us close to God. That draws us, draws us close to being isolated from everybody else. Um, it makes us isolated from actually presenting the gospel to people. You can be around a thousand people and, and not present the gospel, not talk to others about Jesus, not offer to pray for others and reach out to their eternal souls that are actually going somewhere after they die. Also that you can feel safe and secure and not, you know, rejected or whatever the case is. And in choosing that, and confirming to bow down to your earthly fears, you're choosing to not draw close to the Lord. Then later in Exodus, you know, you see the whole golden calf thing, and Moses had to go and ask for repentance from the Lord on behalf of the nation. And and Moses, he's just, he's having this conversation with God in uh, chapter 33, verse 18, it says, And he said, this is Moses, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And I think Moses... And all of this, he, he just, he cared about the Lord. He cared about what God wanted and he cared about knowing God and, and seeing him. And God's like, hey, you know, nobody's ever seen me and lived. So <laughs> you might want to just hide in this little cleft. I'll, you know, cover it with my hand. And, you know, that was <clears throat> an interesting experience if you want to read about that in uh, chapter 33. But the fact that Moses was seeking God and who he was and he did not care about the scariness of it. Though I'm sure he probably, again, physically felt afraid at times, um, but that he just yearned for God. And I want to be like that. I want to yearn for God so much that I'm running towards my fears. I'm running towards these earthly fears because I know they're temporary and I know they're carnal, right? But I want to run towards these fears because I know that's where God is. God's not in these comfortable, cushy places where like nothing's going on. He is right in the middle of the of the things uh, where there's warfare. There's warfare for a reason. I want to run towards the things that make me scared if God is calling me to it. Just like, obviously, you know, the Israelites had to wait on when God called them to go certain places. And so I don't want to be like belligerent and running forever without a purpose or on my own accord. But I don't want to not do things because they're uncomfortable or they're scary for me. Um, I want to run towards the fear and continue to do what I feel like God wants me to do, no matter how carnally I feel about it. So I want to read a couple verses. Psalm 56, 3, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. So if we know that God's called us to do something, we don't need to be afraid of anything else. We should just trust God and do it. Go, uh, draw near into the thick darkness where God is, right? Like Moses did. And then Matthew 10, 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So again, just keeping the perspective of we fear a lot of stuff that is temporary and carnal 
and is not eternal. And so what we really need to do is keep our eyes in Jesus, fear him and him alone, and uh, and do his will and trust him to give us his strength to do that, right? And then Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of men. So if you're having a hard time figuring out what God's will is, there you go. Pretty simple, right? Uh, and then Job twenty-eight, twenty-eight, and unto man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom and to depart from evil is understanding. So these are pretty clear cut verses. Um, and so I think, again, we just have to remind ourselves that we need to fear God above all else and and fearing anything else is a waste of time. And what it does is when we go and stand afar off like the Israelites did from Mount Sinai, we're heading automatically in the wrong direction. That's not where God is. We need to constantly head where God is, um, even if it is in the you know dark, thick clouds or whatever. Um, and so I'm going to also link a couple songs in the description of the podcast, just if y'all want to listen to it and just kind of worship. Um, one of the songs is I Surrender by Hillsong Worship. And there's this little part, it says, like a rushing wind, Jesus breathed within, Lord, have your way, Lord, have your way in me, like a mighty storm, stir within my soul, Lord, have your way, Lord, have your way in me. Um, I really like that song. And then another song is um, Third Day. I think it's called Show Me Your Glory. That's like an old song back back in the day when I was in high school. <laughs> I think it was. So I'm going to link that song. And then um, also I just kind of, this is the longest episode ever. I just wanted to say quickly, I know these past couple months I've been really struggling, I think, with uh, my closeness with God, like, you know, I was still reading my Bible, I was still praying, I was still walking, right? But I just felt so distant, and I felt um, just alone, and, and that was a really lonely spot to be in, and it felt like something was wrong with me, and I didn't know, and so thank you guys if y'all have been praying for me. Um, I know there had been some people praying for me, and I was praying for me, and, you know, this past month, I have been feeling great and against again like feelings can be deceitful so we never want to base our spiritual walk on our feelings but man it does emotionally and feeling wise feel really nice to feel that intimacy with the Lord again and that closeness and just like just his richness and I am so thankful for that and uh and so I want to encourage you to if you're going through a dry spell or maybe you've never had a close you know rich intimate feeling with the Lord before keep walking keep doing what God has called you to do keep reading your Bible keep praying keep you know get involved with the local body if you haven't read the word of God to see if there's anything in your life that God needs to shine his light on to remove any dark spots, you know, any um, like strongholds that Satan has gotten in in your life and um, and just keep moving, keep walking. A lot of times we stop, we give up, we avoid things, we don't deal with stuff anymore um, because our emotions, you know, like we just start relying on them too much. We go stand afar off, right? <laughs> and so if I can just encourage you just to keep walking. So I will also link to another song by Toby Mac called Move. And so that whole song is about uh, keep walking. (laughs) So you should listen to that. Please genuinely know that I'm here for you. If you ever want to, you know, let me know your specific prayer request um, or if I can pray for you by name. 
um, know that you can always message me, okay? So let me say my little spiel so you know how to get in touch with me. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. I will genuinely pray for you guys, okay? And um, and I'll talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs>